This is Where's God? Finding Him in the Small Stuff. And I'm your host, Greg McCollum. I'm going to tell you a story. A story that will inspire you and help you move closer to God through the small stuff in your life. A story to give you a glimpse of God that will surprise you with its simplicity and amaze you with its message. I used to think if I just had an iPad, life would be perfect. I would be so much happier and feel so much more fulfilled and satisfied if I just had an iPad that would allow me to do all the things I ever wanted to do right at the tip of my fingertips. But then as I thought about it, it reminded me that Throughout my life, there have been a lot of different things like iPads that were the latest technological thing that I also thought would give me those kinds of benefits if I just had one. And yet, as I look back over my life, none of those other things really did what I hoped they would do for me. So will an iPad do it? I mean, is it a thing that will replace that feeling that something is missing in my life? Or would I be better off looking for a person to do that for me? And if a person, who? That's what this episode of Where's God? Finding Him in the Small Stuff is all about. iPad so bad I can taste it. I can't wait to see how much better my life will be once I hold one in my hands. I will be able to do everything I ever dreamed of doing, all thanks to this wonderful technology at my fingertips. I will email everybody under the sun from any place under the sun. I will play cool games. I will explore cutting-edge apps. I will listen to my favorite music till the cows come home. I will watch television and movies. I will download pictures. I will schedule appointments. I will Google. I will use it as my address book, clock, and calendar. I will research Bible passages. I will read books and newspapers. I will never get lost again because it will be my GPS. I will do math with the built-in calculator. I will send messages to my online friends. I may even use it as a pillow at night. I get goosebumps just thinking about it. I will be happier than I have ever been. I will be more successful. I will have the best days ever. I will be a better husband and father. I will conquer my greatest fears. I may even climb Mount Everest. I want one. I wonder, have you noticed that every sentence that I have spoken during this episode, starts with an I so far. I guess if I'm honest, this word count hints at my main reason for wanting an iPad. 
I know if I have one, I will be the envy of many of you. I know some people who have one, and I want to be just like them. I will, I will finally be the guy in the in crowd, the technology in crowd, that is. I have no doubt that other people will look at me and say, he has one, I wish I were like him. I think that's why they call it an iPad, actually, because it's all about I, it's all about me. I get an iPad and I get everything else I want in the bargain. I get attention, I get fun, I get contentment, I get fulfillment, I get a better life, I get it all. I couldn't ask for anything better. I used to think the same thing back when I wanted a Blackberry. I wanted an iPhone for the same reason. I couldn't wait to get home with my first laptop computer. I was so sure it would give me all of those same things too. I put a lot of hope in my first cell phone. I was told a DVD player would do it. I expected the same from my first CD player. I thought I might come close with my Walkman, but I didn't. I was so excited when I hooked up my first VCR, thinking it would be the answer, but it wasn't. I was just a kid, but I still remember feeling the same way about my first cassette player, my first 8-track, and my first color TV. I hoped as an adult that I would find a wonderful life through my house, my condo, my apartment, my car. Okay, now that's 53 sentences in a row, all starting with I. (laughs) Am I getting my point across? Actually, now that I think about it, The list of things that have disappointed me over the years goes on and on. So many things I hoped would bring me fulfillment and contentment and happiness and more, all promising to make my life so much better, and yet none of them did. Not really. Why? Because no external thing can give me what I need on the inside. External things will always be just outside things but people run after them ceaselessly anyway. They truly believe the answer they seek can be found in things like a bigger house, a better job, a tech toy, an expensive wardrobe, or a fancy car. They believe the next it thing will be the one that puts them over the top this time. They think this thing will be different. This time, this thing will satisfy my longings and will finally allow me to overcome my feeling of despair. In the end, they will find they are wrong. The truth is, there is only one way to satisfy that longing inside. Only one way to get rid of that feeling of something is missing. And it does not come from a thing at all, but from a person. And that person is Jesus Christ. When you turn to Jesus with believing faith, he makes you new from the inside out, and he remains with you through the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, renewing you on the inside. He's always there with you, filling your heart, your soul, your spirit with himself every day. Eventually, you discover that it is really not about me at all. It is actually all about him. And yet the paradox is, the more you devote and dedicate your life to him, the more fulfilled and joyful and peaceful your me becomes. 
Here's how Paul described it when he wrote a letter to his friend Timoth, uh, to his friend Titus. He wrote a letter to his friend Titus. He said, It wasn't so long ago that we ourselves were stupid and stubborn, dopes of sin, ordered every which way by our glands, going around with a chip on our shoulder, hated and hating back. But when God, our kind and loving Savior God, stepped in, he saved us from all that. It was all his doing. He had nothing, we had nothing to do with it. He gave us a good bath, and we came out of it new people, washed inside and out by the Holy Spirit. Our Savior, Jesus, poured out new life so generously. God's gift has returned our relationship with him and given us back our lives. And there's more to life to come, an eternity of life. You can count on this. That's from a book called The Message. Isn't it amazing that the people of Paul's day, all those years ago, wrestled with the same me versus him issues in their lives too? The same way that we do now? And they didn't even have any iPads. Paul's message is this. Stop running around after the latest gadget out there. It will just fail you. You don't need to hold a new iPad in your hands. What you need to do is allow Jesus to hold you in his. Once you are there, he will never let you go. Not ever. Because his eye is you. This concludes today's episode of Where's God? Finding Him in the Small Stuff. Did you know when Jesus was preaching and teaching, he never used words like justification, sanctification, glorification. He never used words like those to describe himself, God, God's Word, salvation, heaven, or eternity. Instead, when Jesus talked about theological concepts, he talked about the small stuff of life. We call them parables today. He did that because his listeners could understand the small stuff. They were living the small stuff every day. It was through the small stuff that Jesus helped people move closer to God. There are going to be no intimidating, scary, or overwhelming theological words as part of this podcast. You'll just encounter things like cups of coffee, home repair, signs on the side of the road, roller coasters, and french fries, all revealing something unique about God, who meets you in real life ways every day.